0: I'm waiting for the other one to load. There we go. Welcome to another (laughs) tragic... Welcome to another Tragic Tales of Wrestling. I'm your host, Tommy Guns, and of course we start this off with lighting the candle. I've been drinking green tea all day. My hands are shaky. Ooh. Alright, again, welcome to another Tragic Tales of Wrestling. This one is the scissor incident between Sid Vicious and Arn Anderson. Before we get into all that, let's start off with some news. So, we didn't have Tragic Tales of Wrestling last week. We had a watch-along. And I want to apologize for the end of it. I will get that last match as a separate watch-along. Um... So the story goes, is I have this plastic skeleton in my living room who I treat like a Christmas tree. I decorate him. I uh, put strange stuff on him, like during WrestleMania season, we have him dressed up like Rey Mysterio. And then on, uh, what was it? The summer outfit is him in a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses and a little hat that says Voxy Grandpa. If you know that reference, you're amazing. I'm not going to say it. So... I was sitting there and it was getting ready to get to the uh what was it? Shawn Michaels and Undertaker match in the Hell in the Cell. First time we've seen Hell in the Cell for a while. We're having internet troubles all night. So I even had my regular laptop where I was streaming from on my like streaming from my phone versus the TV. Well, just when everything's about to get started, my cat runs up to the skeleton and rips it down. It grabs the Hawaiian shirt, rips it right down. Knocks all the internets and stuff out. So, at the end of that, I had to say, I'm sorry, we have to come back. but Because by the time we got the TV loaded, by the time we got back running up, that would have been a solid 20 minutes. And I do apologize for that. Just a random freak accident. The skeleton is held down. Um, Fun fact, in October, he rides shotgun in my truck. Just the whole season. So... That's the news with the podcast. I'm going to do watch-alongs every so often, you know, because talking about tragic things that happen in wrestling all the time, especially what we're going to get into today kind of gets to you, so you need to switch it up. So just be watching out for that. That's called the Tommy Gunn Show. Be switching it up there. Um, It's not going to be very constant. It's going to be every, every, every so often. So, but, yeah, no, we will get that bad mo- blood match taken care of here soon um other news with the podcast not too much um just pumping out scripts and episodes working for you guys thank you for all the nice words and comments you've been giving me lately i do appreciate it we work hard here over at tables ladders and chatter and we appreciate uh kindnesses i heard that in a movie once whoa green tea um, so remember to watch our other shows on Tuesday, we have Ponyboy with going in raw, where he does a raw review about the events that happened in the night before at raw, 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 raw. Um, then we have Wednesdays when Mr. Zero gets around to it. He's a very busy man. He also does a lot of our audio editing. So we let him slide with a lot of things. Um, we'll have in the indies where he interviews an indie wrestler from pretty much locally Illinois right now, but I'm sure knowing zero, he knows everybody and anyone, so he'll find more people. Um, So keep an eye out for those. And then on Thursday, of course, you have me at 8.30 p.m. with Tragic Tales of Wrestling. And then our favorite show, the show we didn't get to last week and not even on a Monday, is uh, Sunday Shenanigans. That's where we all get together, talk about the week of wrestling, talk about everything from Star Wars to toothpicks to, you know, you name it, we talk about it. But it all circles around wrestling at the end of the day, I guess. So be sure to keep your eye out on that. Um, let's see here. No, not much other news. You know, it's, be sure to check out our sponsors. The links are always below, especially on Spotify. Friends are going to get a... YouTube. I'm going to start a thread. I don't know if you guys know what thread is, but it's like this thing that's taking off that's like a better Twitter. We're going to start one of those because it's like a combined Instagram Twitter, so we can have a lot more fun with it. So, those links will be posted, but let's get into our sponsors that are way more important, you know, because they pay us. Um, so, we have, first off, we have Ender Hot Sauce. You go, Be sure to go check them out. Strip Tees Motorcycle Apparel. We have... Meta- American Metabolics, last but not least, Reaperware. So be sure to check those out. All the links are bl- located below. Just check them out. You can get promo codes, probably 15% off on anything you order. Just check it out. So tonight we're going to get into an incident that's one of the weirdest, wildest world stories that any wrestler talks about, especially during the early 90s in WCW area. Road stories are things that, like, happen, are stories you don't believe. Like, we all have our own. Like, not essentially road stories, but we have those unbelievable stories that we all talk about and reference to, but are 100% true and real. This one takes the cake of all wrestling ones. This one is the scissor incidents. Now, before we get into it, of course, you know, I always like to introduce you to the people we're talking about. Let you get to know them before you get to know the tragedy, the incident, Whatever happens. So, I'm going to pull up my handy-dandy Word documents. Sorry, I just bumped the mic. Now, this altercation involved two wrestlers. One was Sid Vicious, and the other one was Arn Anderson. And we'll go into what started this altercation and what got Scissors involved. But first, we're going to do a brief overview of both wrestlers, in case you're not familiar with them. So, we're going to start with Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious was born as Sid- Sidney Raymond Udy, and he is a retired wrestler currently in the United States of America. He gained fame in 19, in the 1990s for his impossible fatigue, physique and intense wrestling style. So he was really tall, really lean, had like blonde curly hair, just looked like your typical prototype wrestler, but like Superman size, if that makes sense. Like man was seven feet tall. Vicious was a wrestler of various promotions, including World Championship Wrestling and World Wrestling Federation, now the WWE. He is best known for his time in WCW, where he won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship twice. He won the WWF Championship, I think, at least twice. Um, Undertaker won it from him from WrestleMania, and one of many Undertaker's wins for his 21-2 I can't remember. Leave it in the comments below if you do remember who it is. But that was one of uh, Undertaker's streak rivals right there. And Undertaker defeated him, obviously, for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. I remember, he was involved and... Sorry, I got to re-roost it. Vicious was also involved in a memorable feud with wrestlers like Sting and rick flair despite his success his career was marred by injuries and personal issues which ultimately led to his retirement so the one thing i know all you people have seen even the non-wrestling fans watching this right now there's that gif out there where that wrestler jumps off the top rope and when he jumps down he breaks his leg and it flops to the right that's sid vicious right there that's one of the injuries they're talking about that one wasn't even supposed to happen He was not supposed to jump off the top rope, but because they paid you a lot of money in WCW and when they said jump, you jumped to get more money. Well, he did it and he broke his leg. Now, if you're not a wrestling fan, be sure to look that up. It's not for people with a weak stomach. Honestly, if you feel like you're triggered by something like that, don't look it up. It's a gif now. It's a video. You can find pictures of it. It's everywhere. Sid Vicious. Like, just Sid Vicious leg break. So, we know Sid Vicious, we know he's as big tall, he's almost like 7 feet tall. He's like, uh, if you ever see the movie The Wrestler, take that, like, physique looking and hair, stretch out the 7 feet tall and give it a southern accent who can't cut a promo. One of his most infinite, infamous, There, sorry infamous things he's ever said was when he was talking to nwo's kevin nash and he looked at him and he said if you have half the brain i do then i have more of half the brain you do now he wasn't known for his promos but the man if you watch interviews and all this kind of stuff he feels that he was one of the best promo cutters in the game which is hilarious which you know he was in his own special way but not for the reason he thinks people remember him more for you know muffing his words talking too fast, kind of like what I do, but I have cotton mouth right now, so sorry. But he was a force to be reckoned with. I mean, stature-wise, if you just kept the man quiet, which, you know, this is always a mistake of big guy wrestlers. We all know this. If you just kept the big man quiet, then you wouldn't have to deal with the fact that... Where am I going with this? That you wouldn't have to have him talk and embarrass themselves like that. Because obviously they're quiet for a reason. I think Sid was more of a wrestler who jumped on board with cutting the promos. Like he liked the promos. And I'm not saying every promo he cut was bad. He was pretty decent for the most part. It's just the ones that he botched were the ones that were most memora- memorable. You know. But that is a little oversight about Sid Vicious. Now we could do more stuff on him in the future. He does have... Quite a pass and a history, but, you know, mostly he's a good guy. Like, at the end of the day, he's just been through some hardships, like we all have been. So let's get into the other wrestler involved in this, which is Arn Anderson. He was born as Martin Anthony Lude, and now he's a retired wrestler and wrestling manager for from the United States. He also carries a Glock. Watch that AEW episode. All you have to do is type in AEW Arn Anderson Glock. He's best known for his time on the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA, and World Championship Wrestling. Now, the NWA is where Hulk Hogan got to start. You got to remember that—that's where Hulkamania started to run wild. He was a big force in that. He was just known as a like just straight up dickhead. Like that was his character. He didn't have to have a character. He was a dickhead. You're having a good time. Well, he's going to come along and do something dickheadish. It was Arn. and it was amazing. He's like. To me, he's like the original Stone Cold. You know, like, no-gives-a-shit attitude. I do what I want. Like, I don't have to have a reason. I don't have to have a rhyme. I can just come out here, and you can go fuck yourself, pretty much. Anderson was a member of the legendary stable, The Four Horsemen, alongside Ric Flair, Tully Blanchett, and Oli Anderson. The Four Horsemen were a big deal, and even to this day, you see other factions, and, you know... Not to rip on the women's division because I do love the women's division with all my heart, but you even see it in that nostalgia. I hate nostalgia. That's why I point this out. But that's how big of a reckoning force they were. They were high flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing, private jet flying, sons of bitches, you know? And they built like the ultimate heel team. Like a lot of people my age now remember Evolution. Take that, rewind it back like 20 years. Give them all hell and mayhem, and that was your Four Horsemen. The original heel faction, Stable. He was known for his technical wrestling skills, intense promos, and being a master of the Spinebuster. Now, you see the Spinebuster used every time. Even till this day, you can look up the most recent Arn Anderson Spinebuster, and he still does it the best. He hits it the best. He hits it the hardest. He has mastered that move. Arn Anderson is the Spinebuster, essentially. Anderson had a successful career, winning multiple championships, including NWA World Tag Team Championship and the WCW World Television Champion. He's one of those champions that were never World Heavyweight Champion. He always should have been, but he never got the shake of the stick to go and do that, which is weird because look back at his career, Arn Anderson, the enforcer, you know. Anderson briefly worked for the World Wrestling Federation, now known as the WWE, before retiring from in-ring competition. I think he also worked as a road manager for NXT and stuff like that for quite some time. So, oh, here we go. Yep. I got scroll down. Following his retirement, Anderson transitioned to a backstage role as a producer and a road agent of WWE. He played a significant role in shaping the careers of many wrestlers and was highly respected for his knowledge and his expertise in the industry. So that was like around, I think, when people like Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, like that, Pac, you know, now known as Pac, um, were all in the wrestling industry. I think Art Anderson guided that class. Anderson was inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012 for his contributions to the professional to professional wrestling. Now he's a two-time actually entrance because the Four Horsemen went in. Ric Flair, I think it's like two or three now, but Arn Anderson is also a two-time, and I'm putting my fingers up for you, audio cast listeners, just because I like the visual. But a two-time champion now let's get to the horrific and seriously sadistic and weird incident known as the scissor incident that is a part of high wrestling lore I'm looking I don't scroll down too much there you go Sid Vicious and Arn Anderson Horrific Scissor Incident is a tale that has become legendary in the world professional wrestling. It was a night that would forever be etched in the memories of both wrestlers and fans alike. The incident took place during a heated rivalry between Sid Vicious, known for his impo- imposing stature and brute strength, and Arn Anderson, a seasoned veteran known for his technical prowess and relentless determination The tension between the two had been building for weeks and it was clear to the, it was clear that their clash would be nothing short of explosive. You got to realize these guys travel on the road like 365 days a year about, I think it might be 354 really. And that's not counting if they get breaks like other wrestlers, you'll get six months off here and there, but that's not counting that at all. So imagine the tension that would just build up due to you guys just being around each other. For that long, smelling each other, being by each other, sleeping near each other, doing everything, like traveling together, being stuck together, being backstage together, only talking to each other. Maddening. So I think anyone in that situation, it would have been an explosive showdown. The stage was set for a showdown of epic proportions, and the crowd was buzzing for an anticipation as the bell rang, and the two competitors unleashed Leash furry, a blow for blow... Oh, I scrolled down too much. So pretty much, there it is. So at this bar in Tampa, Florida, Ric Flair was arguing with Sid Vicious, and Sid Vicious was talking about how much of a has-been Ric Flair was and how he should retire and get out of the wrestling company altogether. Arn Anderson being his friend, and also a master of kayfabe. He always kept kayfabe. Kayfabe is when you keep wrestling real, even outside of the ring. You live up to your character. You live by the character. You die by the character. You are the character. So anyways, Arn Anderson never wanted to break kayfabe. Known as the Enforcer, stood up to Sid Vicious, and Sid Vicious did not like that at all. So they started getting in an argument, and... A mild fight ensued. They were separated several times, but Sid Vicious would not stop arguing with Arn, and Arn wouldn't stop arguing back. Arn, arguing back because he's trying not to break character, and he's also pissed off. Let's be honest here. He's just very pissed off. Sid, just being the hothead that he is, is trying to make the situation even worse. He doesn't even care about kayfabe at all. So, scrolling, sorry. So this carried on to a hotel room out in Florida and things got even more heated. They were yelling at each other from down the hall. There was no touch. There was no fight. There was no anything, but there was tension and, you know, other guys were trying to keep each other safe, like watching out for Arn, watching out for Sid and everything like that. So a couple hours after everything settled down and everything like that, Sid snuck into Arn Anderson's room. With a pair of scissors and stabbed him several times, I think six or ten times in between that area and just stabbed him. And the stabs were so bad that Arn actually had to get emergency surgery on his kidneys because they were completely lacerated. Sid never got charges pressed against him because, again, Arn Kayfabe, they don't like each other. They're against each other. That's what it is, you know. And just generally, I think I don't know who was in charge at the time. I want to say Bruce pictured. We're not going to say that for sure, but uh talked the cops out of it and was tried to work it like a wrestling angle, which ended up working because Sid was never charged. Arn went in an emergency surgery, and about a week later, he was back on the road wrestling again. Now. That just shows how tough the mouths of these men were back then. This is even in the early 90s, and it is WCW. And to think that that still went on back then, that early on, like, I know the 90s seems so far away, but, like, the cops were that gullible that wrestling was still there. This shows how strong their kayfabe is, first of off. Second of off, Arn gets back into the ring with somebody who just stabbed him. That is. That blows my mind. And, thirdly, what was it like in the locker room after all that? Was it just like, hey, Sid Vicious stabbed somebody, better not piss him off, or, like, Arn is the most invincible man? I'm sure it was both. Now, now, you hear these stories about all this kind of stuff. You hear about the Matt Hardy car crash where he was driving along with Edge and somebody else. And it's a Jeff Hardy car crash, sorry. And he rode along the rails at fully calm speed until this car stopped. And that's why they thank all him for saving all his lives. Or the cocaine and weed story with Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. These are all stories that are true. And this one is more visceral than all those combined and it's true there are countless witnesses there's countless stories this carries on today so much so that WWE a PG program has talked about it on several occasions so I implore you if you are not busy and want a good read check out the scissor incident it'll give you more details about the hotel and everything like that where it happened, what got charged you know It's almost like the weird Jimmy Snuka incidents will be... That will be an upcoming episode, so make sure you tune in for that. But how they used to just get off like from being charged back then boggles my mind. Kayfabe, bro. So... Before we go, promote other shows again. On Tuesdays, we have Going in Raw with Pony Boy at 8.30 p.m. That's where he has a discussion about Raw, um, what happened that night, what transpired. And then on Wednesdays, we have In the Indies with Ciro, where he interviews a <coughs> local independent wrestler. Thursdays, you got me right now with doing this show called... Tragic tales of wrestling. That's where we go over tragic stories of wrestling. Weird stories like this. You know, so on and so forth. I'm going to announce what the next episode's going to be after this. I know this was a short one. Um you know, I got two long ones coming up, so I just wanted to write a short one for tonight just to get something out there for the fans. You guys have been listening, you've been giving me great comments, and I do appreciate that. You know, before I give my closing statements, I'd like to thank Ender Hot Sauce, Reaper Apparel, American Metabolics, Strip Tees Apparel. And make sure you check out the, the links underneath the website names and you can get promo codes such as 15% off over at Reaper Apparel. Um, I just want to thank you guys for tuning into my show, giving me a listening, taking time out of your day just so you can... Hear me talk about tragic tales of wrestling, like some guy getting stabbed with scissors. I hope your mental health is good. I hope your week's been good. I hope your future week's been good. I hope your month and year and everything is good for you. And if not reach out, talk to somebody, talk to us. We do have a message box. If you got suggestions for other tragic tales of wrestling, make sure you comment below. If you got any advice anywhere we can go with this, give me a shout. You know, I like learning I think we're doing good, but, you know, I like to hear what the audience thinks. And like I said, I hope you're doing well, and we will see you next Thursday. And I will be announcing who I will be doing this Sunday on Sunday Shenanigans.